a popular clothing store uh, in Calgary that the goal of this is to try and promote equality and diversity in politics, primarily to get more women involved in politics, which we know has been a push. Nothing wrong with that. It's not a partisan thing. It goes across all party lines. I mean, our next premier is likely 99% going to be a female. Doesn't matter which party we elect. It's a good thing. But Madam Premier was the name of this clothing line. Um, started online, set up a shop in downtown Calgary last year, but the owner has decided, you know what, I, I can't do this anymore just because of the toxicity of the climate that we live in. So joining us now to tell us exactly what's going on and why this uh, choice has been made, we're going to chat with Sarah Elder Chaminera, if I said that correctly. Sarah, I, uh, did I get the name correctly? You did. Okay, Thank good. Thank you. So first of all, let's just go back to the beginning. The clothing line, Madam Premier, right. it started with a line, ended up being an online store and then a, and then a brick and mortar store. Just tell us about uh, why it came about, why it was something that you decided you wanted to start. Well, I used to work in, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I actually, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so I used to work in politics myself. I'm from BC originally. Um, uh, where politics actually is like a tranquil island uh, where you do nothing but, you know, lay on the beach and drink coconut water. But compared to what's going on here in Alberta. Uh, so I used to I come from a, I come from B.C. politics and I, you know, I was as political as they come. And I still am just in a different way. Um, and so when I was in working in the, in the B.C. legislature, I saw the lack of women in politics. I saw the lack of uh, of uh, marginalized people in politics. Sometimes, you know, I would be the only woman in the room. I, sometimes, you know, it would be me and, and a female minister. There was just there was just a lack of women in politics, and so um, that's a problem for me because when you're making decisions, whether it's at the cabinet table, at the city council table, whatever decision-making table it is, conversations that even before that, that take place about the creation of that policy before it gets to the decision-maker for them to sign off on, it it matters who's looking at that and what lens they come at it with and the lived experience Mm -hmm. they have. And so uh, having more people with different backgrounds of different genders, of different ethnicities, of different lived experiences is really important. And so that's what I want to see more of when we have more women at the table. And so that was the goal. That was the initiative. And um, combining your passions, as you say, and it was quite successful. It built quite a following, right? And and one that crossed party lines. That's important to point out. Well, and so, yeah, and so my my take at this, my approach is, is that there should be more women in politics in every political party. So this isn't, uh, Madam Premier is multi-partisan. I also have a podcast that is multi-partisan. So, um, like the, the most, the first design that I ever did, people ask all of the, uh, commonly, like, why is it black? And it's because, um, it's politically neutral. It's right. not red, yeah. green, blue, or, um, orange. So because I feel like that that message should cross party lines where this all gets really tricky is that there are people, there are political parties attached to politicians and groups and that sometimes, you know, want don't see the the value in this multipartisan message, which I actually think is kind of dangerous. So so what happened to drive you out? I mean, I, I know that it's toxic and we all see it, but specifically, what was it that got to you where you finally said, you know what, it's not worth it for me anymore? 
Well, and I just want to point out that like nothing, the store is still open. Like, I yeah, you're looking for on. for someone to take it over, right? Yeah, I would yeah. like, I would like, I would like someone to to take over what I've started and make it more. Um, so like the store in Inglewood is still open. MadamPremier.com is still open. I still go to the store. Um, so we're not talking about this yet in a past tense. It's still very much a present tense. Um, you know, like people, I've had some people be like, well, you know, it's just like, why, why is it so hard for you to run a business? It's not just running a business. It's about running a business, but at the same time, um, you know, without really in, in thinking about it, I've built like a pretty sizable advocacy kind of platform that runs parallel to this. And so there are two, two things happening at the same time. One is a, a business that I, you know, I need to pay my lease. I have to make payments and, mm-hmm. you know, pay for all of those things that go into the inputs of running a business. But then also, I'm also running an, uh, you know, an advocacy arm, um, trying to have conversations and about, you know, motivating people to think more thoughtfully about why we need more women and marginalized people in politics. And it's the online aspect of it. It's that I'm doing this by myself. Um, that's like really taking its toll. And there are a lot of people who simply just want me to shut up, who want me to go away because they don't just, they don't agree with me, which is fine. I actually think that's okay when we disagree. Um, it's this, this hyper polarization that we're in right now where it's either you agree with me or you don't. And if you don't, then you can't exist. And I have a huge problem with that. Um, and I know that you try to tackle this on your show every day because. I'll be listening um, as a as a regular listener, and you know I'll I'll get I I'm like one of those people who yells at the TV and yells at the radio, and you know I I take issue with things that people say on your show all the time. That, that's their right to say it. What I'm going to do is make sure that um, with the platform that I have is that I'm going to present people with the facts about why you know these things may be dangerous, why it may be misinformation about things that are going on in the world, about things that they may not be seeing, hearing, listening, or needing enough. Uh, learning enough about so that they can be more informed, more engaged, and give them the tools to do that. So, I mean, the question I always ask, and I, I don't have the answer, and I and I doubt you do, I don't know if anybody does there, how do we fix this? I mean, if people like you who just try and make the political climate better and more diverse and more representative say, you know what? I can't do it this way, and I know you're still working on it, and you're still an advocate, but if we have more and more people taking a step back instead of a step forward, where do we end up? Well, I mean, it's hard for me because, you know, I don't have, I don't, I'm not part of, there's no corporation. Sometimes people come into the store and ask if it's a chain. It is 100% not. Um, you know, I don't, it's really just me. I read the comments. I create the content. I, you know, I, all of this, you know, they're my designs. It's my you know, it's like literally me and I have people, um, part, part-time staff helping me in the store. Um, and, um, but on the, on the business side of it, on the advocacy side of it, it's me and it, it, it takes its toll. Um, and it's just so personal and I wish we yeah. could, and I understand why it's personal because I am a woman. I am the wife of, uh, an Iranian Canadian. I am the wife or the mother of two, you know, biracial children. I am, I've worked in politics. That being said, you know, I understand I have a, I come at this with a lot of privilege. Um, and I see that. And I know that there are people who, um, who are, you know, um, really upset and for very valid reasons because there are politicians and political groups um, that want to do great harm. And I don't want that for them and I don't want that for the world. What I do wish is that 
more politicians would stop using politics and this wedge wedging of issues and of people against each other because that is what I feel is going to be like literally our downfall because they're not interested in uniting us. They're interested in dividing us for their own personal gain. Exactly. And political. And I listened to your interview with Danielle Smith and I just wanted to point out a couple of things that I thought were interesting. So she said when talking about Ukraine and the relationship with the federal government, she's, she said that we should stay in our lane. That's very interesting because she actually doesn't want us to stay in our lane in so many other ways. She talked about the, the number of times that she said the media and you actually had a caller that, you know, pushed back on, you know, and took that line after she said it. That's very, that's interesting and concerning to me. Um, she also said there may be other seats that come open. So I just want to flag that because it's interesting to me. She had conversations on the weekend with people. Um, does that mean there are going to be more people stepping away because they don't agree with her views? That's something to watch. And that's right, something sure. I, I mean, yeah, I'll pay attention to. Yeah, no question. Um, like, so being able to even just say that and dissect that, um, is not me being on her team or not. Right. It's just about thinking thoughtfully about what she says without attacking. Like, I'm, I'm talking about the politics, not about her. You don't have to agree with her. It's just like, let's talk about the issues. And that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what's really hard. And it's so interesting, your comments about Twitter and about social media and about blocking and, you know, people screenshotting you blocking them and then tweeting out that and, you know, people saying really horrible things about me personally that are just completely inaccurate, making it about, you know, um, it's just, it's devolved. It's devolved and it takes a toll on my mental health. It takes a toll on who I am when I come home to spend time with my children because I can't let this stuff get out of my head. And it's really hard. And, um, you know, in the last, since I announced this on Twitter, I never imagined that I'd be talking about this with you today. Um, you know, a lot of other people are being like, yeah, it's really hard. I don't yeah. know how you do it. And I'm saying, yes, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> well, Sarah, I think you, I mean, you're, you're just another voice that's saying, you know what? We can disagree. We, we don't have to all feel the same about every issue that comes along, but we don't have to try and rip each other to shreds just because we disagree on a political issue. But that's where we are. So uh, I'm out of time, but I really appreciate you coming on and sharing that message because it's one that I bang on the drum for every day. Um, I don't know if it makes any difference, but Sarah, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.